Let's go, darling. Don't waste your money. But 17 is the number on my classroom door. It's the third door on the right, just past the cafeteria. Custis Road Elementary School in Davenport, Iowa. I just saw, I had Twitter up earlier, and I saw that um, RFK has said he's going to, he would support a national ban on abortion after three months if he was president. Really? Yeah, so he's really all over the fucking place. I would be very curious to see all of the people who are donating to him. I know there's been like some big Republican donor who donated a bunch to Trump is supporting him, but uh, it's wild how everything that he's talking about is like a wedge issue that, that hurts Democrats. <laughs> it's, it's uh, and I guess he's got Dennis Kucinich running his campaign. So it, it, he's like probably the right guy to, to do that. <laughs> he's been pissing off Democrats for a long time. Yeah. And he became a Fox news guy at some point. Oh my God. I don't even know that. Yeah. During uh, when Trump was president, Kucinich got a, a Fox news job. Oh my God. It's wild. All right, Rock Hard Caucus is back. This is episode 118. This is uh, our coverage of uh, August... Uh, tw- it's our coverage of the Iowa State Fair on August 12th. We are recording this on August 13th. Uh, we were... It was. It took too, way too much out of us to yes. re- record immediately afterwards. Uh, we've had about 24 hours to recuperate. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm still pretty beat up. I'm still tired. My legs hurt. I think I hit 1,500 steps the first day. Uh, definitely getting my exercise in. Do, do you mean 15,000, maybe? Fif- yes, 15,000. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was actually driving a little scooter around all day, uh, like yeah. uh, many of the other Iowa State fairgoers. Yeah, there there are a number of uh, those mobility scooters uh, in on the grounds. Um, yeah, and I was saying as we were leaving that that would have been a nice thing to have, you know. Oh, if, for sure. Even if you don't have any uh, impairments, you know, it, it would help mm-hmm. you get around because it's a shitload of walking. Yeah, there were uh, also those um, Transformers guys who had the little um, <laughs> suits with the little like wheels that they hold on to and then are like on their legs so they can turn into a little car. It would be nice to have one of those too, except. Mm-hmm. It's not very comfortable to just to, to like basically do the downward facing dog with your little um <laughs> you gotta fold up mm-hmm. yeah but those guys were really cool the kids were loving it <laughs> yeah yeah they were cool yeah uh okay anyway yeah i'm back home now in coralville so we're recording this over zoom so the it won't be we won't be hitting quite as hard i don't think but we're also sleepy <laughs> yeah i mean we were destroyed when we recorded the last one so yeah two full days uh hot sun beaten down uh taking emotional and psychological damage listening to these Mm -hmm. candidates that should not be running and unleashing their insanity day two began with vivek ramaswamy in a fair side chat with governor kim reynolds and uh going into this i did not know much of anything about vivek uh as you had pointed out he was rising in the polls he was number two uh, he was he had surpassed Ron DeSantis at some point so obviously there was some some momentum going on behind him but i didn't know why i didn't know anything about this guy mm-hmm. 
And I came out of yesterday afraid of him. Yes. <laughs> he's uh he's basically Trump without the baggage. Like he's what people were talking about when they're saying that Trump is going to open the doors for more like insane politicians who are more competent or you know less personally like ridiculous. Though he's mm-hmm. Vivek is ridiculous, but he is I think he comes off to maybe someone who's not paying attention as much as more of a normal person. Like he seems like he's like a reasonable guy if you're not like listening that closely. And I think he's like a shapeshifter who very much is saying things dependent on his audience. Cause I watched some interviews with him that were not at the Iowa state fair and he, he comes across more, more reasonable. Yeah. He's less hardcore saying, like, like, uh, christian conservative which is we can talk about that a bit too the religion aspect of it god is real (laughs) yeah yeah so um i I will say uh natalie was with us at the fair and i'm sorry she's not here now it it would be fun but you know this is a a constant battle with this podcast is getting schedules to line up and and we felt that it was it was more important that we get this recorded as soon as we can than like wait for the stars to align so apologies Mm -hmm. to everyone i i know we all miss her we miss uh, her her presence yeah (laughs) i mean we just saw her but (laughs) the podcast misses her um we had a great time with her she was uh yeah she was with us all day we saw a bunch of awful shit together and um there will be a few anecdotes that involve her as we discuss this uh but we were also uh we arrived like on time just about on time right we didn't see him introduced but uh it wasn't a, a Doug Burzum situation. We did see most of uh, the Fireside chat. And um, uh, Jake and Josh of the Uh-Oh Progress Twitch stream arrived shortly after us, too. So we got to hang out with those guys. And they are very fun. Uh, they ha- We have similar um, senses of humor, I feel. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good to meet them. And it was good to mess with some reporters with them. And... Uh, <laughs> blend in among the the ridiculous republicans of the iowa state fair so i i took this photo um actually the the reason i brought up uh, those guys was because they pointed out to us uh that vivek is uh he's hindu he's an indian man and he like that's his religion is hinduism but mm. he seems to be presenting himself to white conservative middle america as some kind of christian and I took this photo uh, the first day we were there. Sorry, that looks like shit on the webcam. But um, when we passed the uh, Republican booth in the Varied Industries building, they had this like uh, little thing set up that looks like the Ten Commandments. I think this is a Vivek thing. They like had his his uh, his like ten planks set up there. Uh, number one is God is real. Yeah. So that feels deceptive. And, um, well, getting ahead of myself, but we saw him at the soapbox later that day and he said explicitly that he believes in a singular God, right? Didn't he use that language? One singular God? Yeah, I believe so. And that's not, um, that's not what's going on with Hinduism to my knowledge. I believe that is a polytheistic religion. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly. (laughs) I'm curious to like how, what his connection is to like Hindu nationalism, uh, in India, because that's like, you know, with Modi 
government that's kind of a big thing right now yes, and yes. I, I think it's more like he's they have common enemies namely like muslim people um so there's like yeah, a huge yeah. there, there's some stuff going on there's some weird stuff going on with like israel and india where there's this mutual admiration going on and it's it seems just to be again just based on mutual hatred hatred of the other yeah <laughs> that, yeah uh, enemy of any enemies of my enemy that kind of thing yeah so and it doesn't i don't think it matters you know to the average republican voter is, is he saying the right stuff it's like they Not don't really the care about authenticity yeah i'll save that but for some for sure <laughs> yeah i'll yeah. save that anecdote as well um but like you said as long as he's saying the right stuff and the rest of these planks um and this is a big one. Number two is there are two genders. This is the second most important thing to the Vivek Ramaswamy campaign, apparently. This is number two on the list. There are two genders. And actually, I saw a billboard to that effect on my way to your house when I was mm-hmm. driving back to your place Friday night. This is something he's really pushing. Um, and I, I feel it is contradictory for this to be such an important thing such an important message for you to push while simultaneously he says stuff like like all the rest of them about uh how america is so divided right now and we need to heal this divide and and get back to our common values this is a very direct and aggressive attack on people who who disagree with your rigid binary gender ideology (laughs) yeah and it's picking. It feels like it's just picking an unnecessary fight in order to drive a wedge and and drum up support among the uh, ignorant. Yeah, it's it's normal. It's I mean, it's the same process of like normalizing fascism by being a fascist. I, I think it's safe to call him a fascist. Definitely. Um, and then try to paint it as being something that's you know very normal and and reasonable and like i said that's why he's fucking scary is because he yes is a better messenger of that than than trump i would say but Mm -hmm. i I don't know ultimately what he's what he's going for a lot of people are speculating he's trying to be vice president uh under trump and also he yeah like trump he doesn't really believe I, i very much question what he actually believes and what i mean uh, very little of it i think uh, yeah I, or at least just saying what he needs to say to yeah but he is he's a very he's the most definitely the most competent public speaker obviously it's it's very rehearsed but he's disciplined. He, yeah he he's he knows how to work the crowd in a way that i don't think oh. any of the other politicians that we saw were able to yeah, absolutely. Going into this, I, I was comparing him to Andrew Yang because I had just a superficial knowledge of him. Uh, he's mm-hmm. he's a young Indian man. He's 38. Um, and he just brought out these hats that say truth. This is part of his branding, much like the math hats of 2020. Just mm-hmm. single word truth. <laughs> That's the power of a single word. Uh, but he is a hundred times more charismatic than andrew yang was yeah for sure uh number three is human flourishing requires fossil fuels he is all in on fracking oil all that shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, i read a a, an article i think the register put out about him where he he 
acknowledge that uh, the Earth is warming and it is caused by the activities of humans, but it does not matter, and we still need to double down on fossil fuel extraction. Hmm. This is this is the the next evolution of uh, of climate denial. Not even denial. Climate uh, yeah. <laughs> acceptance I mean, and refusal to change. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's so far off from... I mean, uh, I don't even really... I know, like, people still do deny it, but it seems like that hasn't really been a debate so much as more as it's just like, what what can we do about it? Or it doesn't matter? Or even some people anything? are like, oh, there, yeah. there, there's positive benefits. Like, <laughs> if you want to go vacation in... <laughs> Uh, in Canada, <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah. burning. You know, forests aren't burning. Um, yeah, it's nonsense, obviously. But mm-hmm. he, he's Vivek has got some some crazy rhetoric. Like when we first showed up, he was talking about all of these poisons hitting America um, yeah. at the same time, and how it's not a coincidence. And he was talking about uh, fentanyl, but then he was talking about uh, not just finan- there's not just fentanyl, but there's financial fentanyl, mm-hmm. um, and I guess that actually, yeah. What I did that mean? <laughs> I, I yeah, that's I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, <laughs> I guess it's like probably related to like being dependent on the government. Um, yeah, but then he was also talking about TikTok, uh, digital fentanyl, digital and, fentanyl, yeah. And, uh, you know, talking about how China is using TikTok and social media to weaken American culture and like 60% of of young people would rather lose their right to vote than their right to use TikTok. Um, yeah, that's that's a big statistic. Uh, I did not verify. I don't think we've uh, fact checked much of anything we heard this mm-hmm. weekend. Um but I'm willing to accept that statistic because yeah. <laughs> the the value of the vote has declined precipitously uh, mm-hmm. throughout the course of American history. Um, yeah. a, a vote was worth a lot a lot more back in the 70s than it is today. He also harps very heavily on uh, founding father stuff. He loved talking about Thomas Jefferson. Uh, he talked about how everyone under the age of 25 should have to take a civics test, uh, similar to <laughs> yeah. his parents did when they immigrated here. Right. Yes. Uh, which is that to is that in order to uh, earn your right to vote? Was that his his deal? I. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Or are we supposed to be killed if we fail the I civics think it's, test? <laughs> it's the right to yeah. live. It <laughs> depends on that. I mean, maybe <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like that would be pretty unconstitutional. Um, <laughs> sure. But like we said, you know, you said he was a fascist earlier. And that's, uh, you know, it's sort of a Starship Troopers thing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, oh, civi- yeah, he, it citizenship is, is not he, guaranteed. He, it it is unconstitutional, but apparently he is proposing a an amendment to the constitution that would ban people from voting uh, if they are not able to pass a civics test before the age of of twenty five. That's fucking crazy. He's just trying to get media attention with that. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, he's <laughs> yeah, he's, it's, he's it's doing a good job. A, one of those like common uh, dumb guy opinions mm-hmm. is that you know actually the the voting age should be raised or we should have some sort of uh you know poll test or. You know, mm-hmm. 
he's like the only candidate who really has just embraced the ridiculousness of Trump and like understands the appeal of it. Like all these other guys are just so boring. Like they're not, yeah, they, the Republican base wants red meat and you like have to give it to them. And it's not just like saying that you hate, hate gay people. That's not enough anymore. It's not enough. You have to, you have to be like intensely provocative yeah for them to yeah. to attach to you yeah and yeah that that's sort of what it is you know not everyone has the juice that trump had when when he was rising to power it's a, it's an understanding of uh earned media mm-hmm. you earn it by being fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> they can't help it. i mean journalists love it they can't help but <laughs> but uh publish love, whatever nonsense yeah we love the scandals and the the inflammatory language. Um, let me quick run down the rest of these Ten Commandments. There are ten. So he he is explicitly appealing to the, uh, as they call it, the Judeo-Christian tradition. Uh, big stone tablets with ten rules, you know, that gets at our mm. biblical brains and makes us want to vote for Vivek. Four, reverse racism is racism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, five, an open border is no border. Six, parents determine the education of their children. Seven, the nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. <laughs> that one feels like a little old school. Yeah, that's that's a loaded one. Uh, number eight, capitalism lifts people up from poverty. Yeah, I mean. Classic. Standard. Number nine, there are three branches of the U.S. government, not four three is underlined uh initially i was interpreting this as um anti-newspaper <laughs> <laughs> the fourth estate is that the term for that yeah yeah, yeah fourth estate i don't what does he what was the fourth one i don't i heard him say that uh, i don't think i registered about when he was talking like, about um, like bureaucracy in the deep state is what that's oh, okay. talking about yeah okay yeah. cool it, and there's uh, this is one of those things where there's like an element of truth to it like uh the everyday goings on of all of our institutions that's really run by unelected unaccountable bureaucrats who we do not vote for do not have term limits things like that uh and the the people that we actually vote for that's more of like figureheads and it's all for show yeah i mean that falls under the executive branch but then of course with the supreme court they're uh constantly trying to strip out those powers that the executive branch has like the EPA, like they're t- attacking all of these agencies, like three-letter agencies that don't um, necessarily have, you know, they, they enact policies that are not voted on by, by Congress. Yeah. Speaking um, of so, uh, the three-letter agencies, Vivek said he would uh, shut down the ATF, among other yeah. three-letter ones. but <laughs> Basically all of them, actually. Yeah, it was a lot of them, but uh, the ATF st- stuck out to me. I feel like they don't talk about shutting that one down mm-hmm. often enough that's a fun one to talk about <laughs> he's talking about closing down the cdc yep of uh, course of course yeah though i don't think anyone else said that i mean that seems like no not not it's explicitly just, it's crazy there will never be another waco under vivek's watch and the 10th uh the 10th commandment from vivek ramaswamy is the u.s constitution is the strongest guarantor of freedoms in history that one's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I think they're all kind of stupid. Well, okay, yeah, you're, that's fair. They are pretty stupid. 
overshadowing all of what was actually said during the fair side chat is that at the end of it, he chose Lose Yourself by Eminem as his walkout music. And when they played it, he actually rapped along with the first verse. And I could play a clip of that now. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Let's let's go. Just wanted to make sure I got to that part where he almost falls off. Um, Kim Reynolds acted like she had no idea what this song was. Do you believe her? Yeah. Well, Eminem's a Democrat. She probably saw the uh, his little his little thing at Bush. the was it the Grammys? Yeah. Where, well, he did the little rap uh, when he did the, like, oh, the, the Trump co- coffee pot yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, she has to know who Eminem is. I mean, yeah, that song itself sure. is she does. Tw- twenty plus years old. <laughs> yeah, I also saw a lot of people saying like, "Oh, this isn't." like gonna resonate with the the crowd because they have never heard of rap music if you weren't wrong. there you, you don't know yeah it, it, it wrong hit it hit everyone was happy yeah mm-hmm. uh, another thing he did like immediately after maybe during was he had a uh a bunch of uh it's like a band of revolutionary like uh oh, war <laughs> revolutionary war uh like guys in tricorner hats and yeah. like uh their little kids with like bonnets and and they were all dressed you know it's like it's so hot it was just yeah it was uncomfortable a, and it was a colonial fife band they were playing drums and, mm-hmm. and little flutes yeah and that's another thing that a lot of his campaign merch has um back to 1776 stuff on it and yeah. also he is he's like i'm not uh incremental change is not me i am for yeah. revolution he's he's harping on revolution yeah dude uh which again that's, that's what they want to hear that's what people want to fucking hear the gop people like <laughs> DeSantis is um, calling for revolution that's something he said at his soapbox, which was later in the day. And why don't we talk a little bit about that, too, rather than bouncing back and forth? Yeah. So, yes, we saw him later in the day. The This colonial Fife band started playing after both of these events. So they were definitely mm-hmm. following him around. Um, I believe you looked it up and he he supposedly has six hundred and eighty million dollars. Yes. Right. He is a former pharma executive and asset manager, which is. Wow, two most demon. moral, moral, <laughs> <laughs> moral occupations that you can have. Yeah, so he's got plenty of money to spend on having a fife band follow him around the the state fair. While we were waiting for him to start at his soapbox, and I should say it was way more crowded yesterday than it was on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I think that's two factors: it's the actual weekend and uh, candidates that matter a little bit more were actually present that day Mm -hmm. so so while we were waiting uh josh from Uh uh-oh progress he overheard a vivek staffer asking a passerby if they wanted to stay and listen to vivek do his soapbox appearance do you remember what this passerby said i did not (laughs) this goes back to uh the religion thing we were talking about at the top 
The guy said, no, he's a fucking Hindu. Oh. <laughs> so there are some people, your average person may not care, but there are some people who are like, if he's not Christian, fuck him. He can't be president. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. Do you think he can he can beat that? Uh, well, he's not going to win presidency. No. He, he, I don't think so, he can overtake Trump, but... No, but he would be an appealing vice presidential candidate. I, I do think that. I do think... I mean, the fact that he's an Indian man probably makes him... Uh, it probably helps his appeal a lot because More a lot of people are like... Yeah, yeah, because and it's like the same sort of thing where it's like, uh, well, how can I be racist if I am supporting uh, Hindu yeah. Indian man? Um, yeah, it kind of assuages people's like whatever guilt they have. Republicans are significantly less guilty than Democrats. Might, but, might, might not be guilt, but but more of like a uh, an airtight defense against uh, right. accusations of <laughs> of dis- yeah uh, discrimination. Well, I, I think much yeah, like Larry Elder. People, going up on stage and reading all the stormfront statistics <laughs> yeah not many people like personally consider themselves racist even among republicans yeah but no no how could it you know who knows we can't we can't look into people's hearts or whatever that <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah whatever that shit is uh yeah the the revolution thing he he said uh he's not down with incremental reform he stands on the side of revolution so i had to raise my fist for that mm-hmm Vivek is a comrade. Revolution. <laughs> oh, this was fun. Uh, so truth is, is a big theme of his campaign. And, you know, the people want to know the truth about the Hunter Biden laptop. But also the truth about the Nashville shooters manifesto. Not a lot of people talking about that right now. I forgot about that, but we all looked at each other and we were like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then <laughs> I guess yeah. um, the Nashville shooter, and I, I remember now that that was, I don't know if that's even confirmed to be true, but they were supposedly trans, I think. Oh, that was it that one? Okay. I think it was that one. So I think yeah. that might have something to do with it. Yep. Yep. And yeah, the, it makes sense because this is part of his talking about all the poisons that are, are harming uh, the nation, such as wokeism, gender ideology, covidism, climatism, fentanyl, mm-hmm. the epidemic of suicide was part of it. Yeah. See, that's the thing, like the, the Christian thing or the Hindu thing, I don't think matters as much because he's specifically he's like saying these are secular religions and I am a man of faith who stands against these things in favor of, you know, a spiritual sort of thing. Uh, he also got on the fatherlessness thing, much like Larry Elder from the day before. Uh, quote, uh, stop paying people to live in fatherless houses. So I said, get a fucking dad, lazy ass. Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> is that? <laughs> man. Yeah, I mean, what... what what does that look like practically you know we we refuse to provide single mothers with any resources uh because that that w- that disincentivizes uh finding finding a man to provide for you so it's like uh government government funded dating services maybe <laughs> i feel like he might yeah that might be something that he would be in favor of uh, yeah it's, um, that honestly sounds like an andrew yang type of thing yeah. Um he also brought out his wife um and, and frequently referred yes. to her and she is a doctor. Natalie a referred real to doctor. her as a real doctor. 
Um, <laughs> Natalie referred to her as the uh, prettiest woman that she has ever seen. Um, <laughs> she said, I don't hottest. know if I. I, oh, okay. Hottest. Okay, you're right. <laughs> There's a um, difference. <laughs> I don't know that I agree, but she was, I would say, uh, oh, yeah. doing an excellent job of being the candidate's wife. She was had a beaming smile across her face the entire time, was looking at him with admiration. Um, and when she uh, he brought her out on stage and she was game to talk about how... Because someone asked... Uh, uh, your wife's a doctor, so what food around here is okay for you to eat? Oh, God, I he, hate that. He talked Some about, dipshit tries to ask every candidate about the food. Like, shut up. Yeah, we get we it. We love we love it. Deep fried uh, Twinkies. Like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. She <laughs> ate half a funnel cake. Doctors eat, eat funnel cakes, too, and it's it's totally fine. <laughs> uh, the real doctor thing, I assumed, was a dig at Jill Biden. Yes. Yes. And I, I regret to inform you, I was not wearing the Dr. Jill Biden ray gun t-shirt that Evan got for me at the fair. Yes. I, I chickened out. I felt like I would get yelled at if I wore something that said Jill Biden in these crowds. <laughs> um, Natalie, however, was wearing the ray gun t-shirt that I bought her. <laughs> she did not chicken out and she was wearing something much more <laughs> crazy. <laughs> the one that said, I'd rather have come on my face on the uh, sleeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, People uh, are not scared to wear the f word on their clothes anymore. There's a lot of a lot of yeah. fuck Joe Biden stuff out there, and uh, I, I feel like a lot of people enjoy going to the fair or you know any sort of large public gathering to show off their offensive T-shirts so they can trigger people. Yeah, that's right. So trigger the state fair libs. All right. What else from Vivek? Um, yeah, we talked about how it seems like he might be angling for a running mate position. However, when an audience member asked if he would accept the VP position, he said, much like Donald Trump, I don't do very well in a number two position. And he pivoted to saying, he, talking about what he was, he would look for in a vice president. He does not want a mediator. He wants a bulldog. He's also talking about when I leave office in uh, 2032. Thirty three, I think. Or yeah, technically technically (laughs) January twenty thirty-three. I only remember because he said it several times. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so jumping back in time, back to the fair side chats. Um after Vivek was Nikki Haley, and I have next to nothing to say about her. No, she was very boring. Uh it was interesting that she um affected a southern accent that I don't know if she normally yeah, speaks yeah. with she played that she up. was talking a lot about you know growing up in south carolina and only having two stoplights in her town connecting it to iowa or many yeah, towns only like have one here. stoplight <laughs> <laughs> um one thing i did like that she said was uh i can't wait to fire mayor pete <laughs> yeah because all of the planes are running behind which is 100 <laughs> percent his fault and not you know like the corporations <laughs> yeah it's his it's his fault in the sense that he's not willing to enforce any regulation or take action against the private uh airlines mm-hmm. but direct responsibility is is those private airlines mm-hmm. um yeah her walkout music was i love rock and roll by joan jazz all right cool but very generic uh we got to stop the military from doing gender pronoun classes mm-hmm 
Uh, China has been planning war with us for years. They're going after every farmer. They're stealing seeds from Iowa. They have hypersonic missiles. They're doing cyber. They're doing space. They can alter the brain activity of American soldiers. Okay, I knew there was something interesting in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she was also, also like, she's like, uh, the Chinese have placed a code on U.S. computers uh, that are going to take our networks down, and and no one, no one can detect it. <laughs> it's just like complete gibberish. They're going to do Chinese Y2K to us. What the fuck she's talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, a lot of the, a lot of China fear mongering from all the candidates, but I think she hit it the hardest. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, it makes sense given her foreign policy background. Yes, yes. One more thing, she she does want to have competency tests for uh, politicians who reach a certain age. Uh, Chuck Grassley, of course, would easily pass these competency tests. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because uh, I think right before that, during Vivek, she was. Kim Reynolds was talking about like, yeah, Grassley's out here and he's still just as spry as ever. Like I, I remember, <laughs> yeah, like she didn't say anything about Grassley at the point, but that actually did get a, a big cheer from the crowd uh, about term limits. Cause yeah, I, I think that's another, a pretty popular position like across the board. Another dumb guy opinion. Term limits yeah. would fix everything. Mm hmm. <laughs> Okay, so when Nikki Haley was finishing up, uh, we were sitting in the back at like a picnic table, and this is when the reporters noticed, oh, there's some people under 50 years old present. We need to talk to them. So we kind of had had them lining up trying to talk to uh, Jake specifically because we had a young black man with us. Now that is a unicorn at these Republican candidate events. So Jake mm-hmm. was getting a lot of attention from the press yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, he talked to a Politico reporter and was, I I didn't hear all of what he said, but I know it was making Natalie laugh. Uh, he basically said that he was here for, uh, he was most interested in Vivek, um, but that he was concerned about Vivek because he didn't know if he shared his Judeo-Christian values (laughs) as a Hindu. (laughs) And I mean, again, we stood out, I think, well, obviously because we're younger, but like, uh, Josh was, I think, wearing a Raygun t-shirt. Natalie was wearing a Raygun t-shirt. You oh, know, yeah. like so we were styling. We were all like very stylish. Yeah, and Natalie I was, was wearing just a laughing, girl. Uh, you know, I was wearing a girl god t-shirt. Yeah, you were wearing a girl god t-shirt too. Yeah, <laughs> no, so nobody ever seemed to recognize what that was. We stood so. out, but this political reporter was April completely oblivious. It seemed like to the fact that he was being fucked with, and. I mean, he seemed like he was like excited to get a scoop. So if you see Jake <laughs> being quoted in any Politico articles, you know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't scoured the meet the press trying to find those quotes yet, but I, I hope they're out there. I think those guys are going to be streaming while we're recording this, and maybe they'll, maybe they found something. Uh, and then after that is when a Huffington, Por- Huffington Post reporter came up to talk to us. Um, her name is Liz S- uh, Skalka, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was very nice, uh, but she kind of caught on that we were fucking around. <laughs> yeah. Natalie couldn't stop laughing. And the, yeah. And then we all got to laughing and she was like, hey, why are you laughing? Mm-hmm. It's like, how can you not? <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a nice little conversation and she ended up following the, the podcast because... <laughs> yeah she was very nice and she, like i said she she got on real quick <laughs> yeah, compared to yeah. the other guy 
Yeah, so uh, if if her boss at HuffPo is listening, don't get mad that she followed a podcast called Rock Hard Caucus. You should be proud of her for being able to distinguish between uh, trolls and, and genuine people in the field. Like, give, mm-hmm. give her a raise. Okay, so Rondi was next. Um, I was, to be honest... Oh, wait. We forgot about the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, before he came out, there was a plane started circling overhead, circling the fairgrounds with a banner flying behind it that said, be likable, Ron. Just poking fun at how he's uh, not very personable, not very charismatic. Um, I don't know that this has been confirmed 100%, but everyone ha- has agreed that this was paid for by Donald Trump. Yeah, and apparently it's a Matt Gates quote. I, I looked it up. And oh, really? apparently it's something that Matt Gates said uh, when DeSantis was, I think it was like a while, like 2017 or 2018 or something. Oh, this and, is a, a problem that goes way back for him. That yeah. People, people recognized early on that this is not a guy who uh, does well with the public. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was definitely, it, it was definitely a Trump thing. If it was not Trump's campaign himself, it was something, some organization working on his behalf. Yeah. Well, speaking of Matt Gates, he was actually at the fair. We didn't see him. But uh, again, this is getting ahead of ourselves a bit. But Donald Trump himself was at the fair yesterday. And mm-hmm. I think he mostly made an appearance just to dunk on Ron. Yeah. He brought the entire Florida congressional like delegation, uh, or at least most of them, to yeah, yeah. Stick, it, stick it to Ron. Right. We saw uh, his jet, of, uh, but we didn't see yeah, him. Yeah, that's right. We did. We saw his private jet fly over while we were waiting for uh, either Marianne or RFK. Mm-hmm. But yes, all of um, the House Republicans from Florida are supporting Donald Trump instead of their own governor, which is probably um, one of the final nails in the coffin, right? Maybe third or yeah. second to last nail. <laughs> maybe losing the, the F- florida primary <laughs> will be the final nail <laughs> man yeah so there were some protesters in the crowd for ron uh he he's the the biggest name aside from trump but, he, but he's he's the biggest biggest name in the the race right now and has made a name for himself being super anti-lgbtq and anti immigrant yeah. and all this shit so of course he's he's the one who attracts the negative attention yeah. i think it was the most crowded event of the day possibly that might Tied be right maybe but with, with vivek's uh, soapbox yeah yeah like i said m- much more crowded today at, at everything almost um okay so i i was barely listening and then i ended up missing most of ron's uh talk with with kim because he gave me diarrhea mm-hmm Ron DeSantis he's, gave me diarrhea. He's uh, he's a virus himself. <laughs> a, a gastrointestinal it's airborne. virus. It's <laughs> it, it, like if you hear him speak, uh, it, it, there's particles coming out of his mouth that will zoom into your body and give you diarrhea instantly. So be careful mm. out there if you're covering Ron DeSantis. Uh, you might want to wear a mask or something. Mm-hmm. He was boring. You didn't miss anything. There wasn't really just, anything notable. I had just seen him before that in Coralville, oh, too. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, there were some people like um, with like bells. I guess we were on the opposite side, so we didn't really hear it. But mm-hmm. Kim Reynolds immediately started 
cascading oh my God, them. Yeah. 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 And her she very went... shrill voice. We were standing <laughs> she... right next to the speaker. so loud and annoying. She went into like disciplinary grandma mode immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is Iowa. We don't, we don't do that kind of thing here. We don't blow whistles over the, over the there sounds was... of Florida governors telling us that we, we can't be trans. Yeah, there is also a lady over by us who is holding up a um, pretty small mm-hmm. f- pride and, and trans pride flag. Yes. Which um, was, was nice to see. Obviously, our sympathies are, are fully with her, but um, she was standing directly underneath a big umbrella. So her mm-hmm. flag could not actually have been seen from the stage. So it's a bit of a, I don't know, kind of a mm-hmm. lost cause there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ron's walkout song was Sweet Florida, which I did not know what that was, but Natalie told us this was a song written by uh, remaining members of Leonard Skinner specifically for the Ron DeSantis campaign. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing, he did mention that. he's uh, We were making fun of him because he said uh, Leonard Skinner instead of like Leonard Skinner, <laughs> which might be a little unfair, but Josh, Josh definitely pointed that out. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's all it's all wise. So it's supposed to be actually Lynard Skynard. Yeah, <laughs> Skynard. <laughs> Speaking of Nards, we did see Pat Reinard very briefly. We did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the party Nard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike also cut out at the end of his speech, and uh, I guess someone yelled out Trump. I saw that reported. I didn't hear it myself. No, and I, I also saw videos on Twitter of uh, state troopers dragging some of the protesters out of the crowd, mm. which seems, uh, you know, really unnecessary. Like, I, I could hear, uh, I, I mean, we were right by the speakers, but I could, I could hear what they were mm-hmm. saying completely, and I could barely hear the protest noise. So, like, mm-hmm. just fucking endure it. It's, it's like 20 minutes. <laughs> we did also pick up some uh, some hand fans from one of the DeSantis staffers. I'll say they were very, very poor quality. Uh, I was wearing sunscreen and apparently the sunscreen uh, just strips the dye right off of them. So I had like gross blue hands all day, but (laughs) I will say that holding on to the, uh, the fans did like, we had multiple people like come up to us and just start talking to us um, because (laughs) they thought we were DeSantis supporters. And (laughs) most of the questions that we had were like, where is everyone? Where do I find? Like, what is going where's on? <laughs> like, what's the schedule? Like, where's Trump? Where's Where's Ron? Do you know what's going on? I have no idea. Yeah, sorry, man. We're just about as lost as you we're pretty are. Pretty much, yeah. We're pretty much in the same boat. Yeah, there was that. Uh, while we were over by the soapbox, there was this like, uh, like college Republican in like a button up wearing a Ron hat. And he was like hours late and he was, <laughs> he came up to us like, Hey, do you know where, where Ron is? It's like, I don't know, dude. Like the only thing he had scheduled for today is over. He's like, Oh yeah. And so where is he now? It's like, who the fuck do you think I, I am? I don't know. <laughs> like, Go find the, uh, go find the pork chop grill and see if he's flipping meat over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you remember, do you remember Ryan Binkley? a little <laughs> i mean i remember the, really. the hats i remember the hats i remember he brought out his his uh wife um and talked about he's like a mega pastor guy yeah uh, he brought out his wife and was like yeah we um my wife's from korea we've adopted all these korean children um i don't his whole thing is like 
it really was just a mega pastor speech. Like, I don't even, yeah, he's like, I don't even, he's an entrepreneur. I don't don't even know what his other job is, but he (laughs) founded some church in Texas. And uh, actually all the, other than the other hat that we'll talk about, they all, their gear said like, believe on it. Yes. Believe. It was very, very nondescript. Like, you think that you would like lead with the name recognition instead of just like, you know, like Perry who was a right, lot better yeah. than, yeah, that, that, than any of his as, as that is as, at yeah, least as bad as that was. At least the name is in there. Yeah. He's not the only one doing that, putting out merch that like, doesn't even say who the guy is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, speaking of Ryan Binkley hats, um, he has a hat that just says WTF on it. And below that it says way to freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie thought this was super funny and she wanted one so she asked one of the staffers about it and uh, you have to give a one dollar donation so guess who paid for that WTF hat <laughs> yours truly there's also multiple people who walked by and were like like who is this like, I could see people <laughs> just like asking their whoever they're with like do you know who this is <laughs> he, he doesn't yeah he's wasn't very charismatic just really yeah. nothing to latch on to all about, boring. all about restoring faith in america uh we lost the alamo of christian conservatives is one thing he <laughs> said uh talking about uh losing urban voters the republican party losing urban voters um do you remember which city the it, Alamo it was of Christian conservatives the, is? Uh, Fort Fort Worth Fort is apparently Worth. the Alamo of Christian conservatism. And uh, I guess he was referring to the fact that it went blue for the first time in 2020. Which... So that's much like Mexico taking the Alamo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, people have been like predicting that Texas is going to go blue sometime anyway, just because of demographic shifts and stuff. So, yeah, I, mean, I guess I'd, it really is like Mexico not, taking over, huh? N- yeah, <laughs> don't know much about the specifics on that, but I mean, I know Fort Worth is a relatively large city, so it's not going to be that surprising to me if it goes Democrat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some crank, uh, Ryan, to his credit, took some audience questions and a crank yelled out to him uh, a question about the agenda for a new world order and one world economy. Um. Uh, <laughs> It was not a very nuanced or detailed discussion of this topic, but Ryan says he will definitely stop the agenda for a new world order and one world economy. <laughs> you can count on him. He does not support one world government. Was uh, like a big sigh of relief from the crowd. <laughs> Great. Thank God. One of these guys uh, knows about the NWO. <laughs> Oh, speaking of hats, this this is not about Ryan Binkley, but I did want to mention this. Uh, hats that don't say anything about the candidates. Um, after we saw Perry Johnson, we were looking at his merch online, and he's got a hat that says abolish the FBI, and it doesn't say Perry Johnson on it. I, it might say it on the back of the hat, but it doesn't show that on the, mm-hmm. the website. So it looks <laughs> to me like it's just a hat that says abolish the FBI, so... Guess who spent a dollar on a hat that says abolish the FBI? <laughs> Me. <laughs> uh, I feel like we could potentially bankrupt Perry Johnson by ordering uh, clothing items from his online store. Yeah. Uh, my, my brother-in-law, Jake, pointed out to me that you can buy... The store limits you to uh, 10 of every item in each size. So you can get like 
10 small t-shirts, 10 medium t-shirts, 10 large t-shirts, 10 extra large t-shirts, 10 hats, 10 of this hat, et cetera, et cetera. And every single item on the store is $1 and free shipping. Wow. He's not as rich as I thought. He's only net worth $150 million. Well, he's so, burning it all on this campaign. I can, yeah, I know. I compared him to Tom Steyer, but Tom Steyer is at least a billionaire. I, I'd yeah, say he's more yeah. uh, Tom Steyer in demeanor and approach than he is uh, as far as the backing. He's my favorite freak that we witnessed. He's just his, he's his rictus grin. He's fun. Just, I, yeah. He's I just so admit. funny. He's a, um, Yeah. And speaking of him just burning money, I found out today that uh, Perry Johnson mailed a copy of his book to my father unsolicited. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that may be true. You know, if anyone else has any registered Republicans in the family, ask them if they've got a copy of uh, Two Cents to Save America or whatever the fucking book's <laughs> called. <laughs> I think you nailed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, sort of uh, pretending I don't know, but trying to sound cool yeah, yeah. like I, I don't really know what it's called <laughs> uh, uh to keep in line with apparel shortly after we saw ryan binkley we saw a woman wearing a it was a u.s cellular shirt um however <laughs> uh, on the back of it it had sounds of freedom with you know plural sounds sounds made from those little like jewels like plastic jewels that you like <laughs> uh glue bed- onto is that called bedazzler be- bedazzler that's what it is i was gonna say bejeweled, yeah, but yeah. that's the game <laughs> that's the game yeah <laughs> it was wild you couldn't even get a blank t-shirt <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's like uh and a you shirt you got it. at the, the company picnic or like the the u.s cellular tent at, at the at the farmer's market <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even know the title of the movie the save the children yeah. movie that was awesome. I questioned that woman's dedication to saving the children. Mm-hmm. So there were two Democrats present. Um, there are a couple of, you know, kind of fringe Democratic candidates trying to primary Biden. Um, obviously, you know, I, I feel like Joe Biden should be primary. It should have a, a serious primary challenge. Uh, unfortunately, he does not have a serious primary challenge. He has two weirdo primary challenges. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marianne Williamson came on after uh, Vivek. And I must say, I was a bit disappointed. Me too. I thought she was a better speaker than she turned out to be. I had not seen her before this, though. I mean, I thought she had some mm-hmm. decent debate performances in 2020 or 2019. Yeah, but my feeling yeah, is that she's has... kind of toning it down this time around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's she was fine. I mean, she basically just you know hit on the same themes that she normally does, uh, like economic justice. Yeah, um, which is good. I mean, yeah, she did not do much at all or anything like woo or spirituality. Really, she didn't talk about love that I can yeah. recall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of the um, criticisms that people have of her is that she's like a self help grifter. Which is a fair yeah. criticism, you know. She's just selling self-help books, which tell you questionable, mm-hmm. give you questionable advice about curing your uh, terminal diseases and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's what makes her fun is like the <laughs> the weirdness. Um, yeah, and like she only said stuff that I agree with on stage. And that's that's <laughs> no fun. <laughs> no, she didn't even mention COVID. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, she did. She talked about how like one of the most Im- or the most important thing a president is is a moral leader. And she also said that she would only uh, intentionally only serve one term because mm-hmm. she would govern like like no other president you've ever seen. Yeah, like there's no which, chance of re-election. There's no chance of re-election. Yeah, which is, which is, is kind of cool. Yeah, it's interesting because I mean, uh, she, I mean, she's talking about doing policies that ostensibly would be very popular among the people, sort of an FDR style thing. Who was the most? the most uh, electorally successful president ever, the reason that they mm-hmm. instilled term limits on people. I mean, it would, be, it would be nice to kind of drill down on that with her, maybe. Like, why wouldn't you have a chance at re-election? Are you, are you mm-hmm. implying you would be are you worried assassinated? About the deep or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all theoretical, hypothetical, because there's no, it's not going to happen. But, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be maybe fun to get her thoughts about that. Uh, we need to reclaim the rambunctiousness of the American spirit. She does. Yeah. As much yeah. as I say, I was disappointed. Like she does choose vocabulary. That's, that's pretty unique. Like, uh, I, I'm, yeah. I love, uh, the word rambunctious and I, she's mm-hmm. the only one who said it. So I give her props for that. We do yeah. need to reclaim the rambunctiousness yeah. of the American and spirit. And she talked about, you know, the, the lack of imagination among leaders and, sort of the closing off of political options um, that can be that are allowed to be expressed which i agree with yeah i mean she was fine you know i I don't i don't have much i don't have i don't have anything yeah i i don't know i don't it's funny that people are that that mad about her because like i mean she criticized biden a little bit but it's like nothing that is going to be a surprise to anyone it's just like general you know, he's too friendly to corporations, which is like true. Yeah, I mean, it's not like she's saying anything we don't know or is wrong. I like her in general. It's just like, you know, why even pretend that this is anything serious? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she closed by saying, it's time for us to slam it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I, was awesome. <laughs> I don't even I can't tell you what came before that, but uh, it's time for us to slam it. Is the, is the greatest closer. <laughs> this is how I see it. We are sometimes slow to get there. But when we do get there, we slam it like nobody's business. I'm Marianne Williamson. I'm running for president. It's time for us to slam it like After that, yeah. though, uh, if, if I was disappointed by Marianne, she sort of fell short of my expectations. This guy was the total opposite. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., blew my fucking mind at at the state yeah. fair soapbox <laughs> probably the weirdest weirdest thing that we saw at the fair maybe yeah yeah we saved the best for last in a good way yeah uh nikki haley did go on after him but we would have fallen asleep and never recovered if we stayed for that yeah it was very hot we'd been out there for <laughs> like 15 hours <laughs> yeah you know total <laughs> cumulatively yeah, the yeah last two days yeah I was burning the shit out of my knees, so we had to get yeah, out of those yeah. chairs. Yeah, I got a little bit of a sunburn. Not not terrible. Yeah. They drop, if you want to, uh, the Des Moines Register is all about punishing state fair attendees. So for their soapbox, they place you in direct sunlight with uh, no shade at all. And uh, they know, Black like, if... chairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they know if you're here to see these people, you deserve to be hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. We were very close to the front, too. It was fun. Yeah, second uh, row for both of these. Yeah, Marianne and RFK. One of the funniest things about RFK is before he came out, uh, three very obvious security people came. There's a guy sitting directly in front of him. There's a guy to the left of the stage and a guy to the right of the stage that all had little, like, uh, collar, like, pins on their collar that, like clearly identified them you called out the guy who was sitting <laughs> facing us yeah yeah i mean he was sitting and he like, did like the we're in real close quarters you know and he mm-hmm. set up a chair in between the front row and the stage in the like 12 inches of space that was there facing mm-hmm. us dark sunglasses shaved bald <laughs> a little earpiece in his right ear mm-hmm. and just scanning the crowd from you know inches from their faces <laughs> I was like, hey, he, man, he are called you, him out. Yeah. Security? <laughs> Silence. No response. Yeah. Like a we were royal joking guard. Should be, yeah, he should be wearing the royal guard hat. <laughs> Blocking our view of, of RFK, the tall, black, fuzzy hat. All right, so RFK came out. This guy is controversial. I said at the beginning of the show, he said he would ban abortion, or he would support a ban on abortion after three months. Fuck that. Uh, he's spent much of his... Uh, quote activist uh career fighting vaccines uh mm-hmm. e- even before covid we're talking like uh you know the vaccines cause autism type of type of stuff yep antidepressants also he doesn't really like it. yeah the yeah. pharmaceutical industry which is a you know pretty common thing but uh yeah he's definitely he's he was kookier than at least this cycle so far he's kookier than marianne i'd say yes he oh he's yeah i said that weirder. covid was like a targeted towards certain ethnicities or something right it's it's spared the jews i know that made headlines <laughs> covid was uh designed to spare jewish people now that's that's some that's the style of a conspiracy theory that's a little concerning you know once you get into the, mm. in the to the jew stuff yeah i yeah it's weird it's unfortunate but that again, it always it's seems like, to go that that direction yeah it's it's again i it's crazy what he's doing it and it really does i mean like i whatever you can't like prevent people from running for president if you're like a democrat but it does seem like he's specifically harping on issues that are going to hurt democrats or like you know there's like a lot of people who like biden but probably don't like the the covid uh you know we're upset with the covid lockdowns and all that sort of shit Mm. and it it feels like a, a cultural thing or not cultural thing but a an issue that you can use to divide people. Yes, a wedge. Yes, and uh, that's what he did at his soapbox, but with a completely <laughs> different issue that he's 100% right about. Yeah, it was cool as hell. Like, if I didn't know anything else about him, this event would have, like, converted me fully. I would have been like, all right, I'm on board, like, all in. So it started out a little boring, actually. Uh, you know, he plays on his family name a lot. You know, that's what he's got. He's got this history of, like, his beloved father and uncle. You know, if you if you were around in the Kennedy days, you probably have very fond, nostalgic memories of these guys. And being a Kennedy, they got to use what they got to use that. Yeah. But the theme of this talk was that a very small number of of organizations, um, I remember he he brought up BlackRock a lot. Do you remember it? Vanguard and uh, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street are the mm-hmm. three largest like asset management firms, and how right. much right. they control 
businesses and buying up land, yeah. buying up all the property. Corruption. Yeah, yes, he's talking. He's his whole speech was focused on corruption, but specifically regarding the carbon capture pipelines that are being proposed and being mm-hmm. heavily supported by the Biden administration, and uh, which is you know a very unpopular issue in Iowa. Yeah, for domain. He multiple domain. reasons. It's again an issue that is appealing to people on the right because they don't like the eminent domain, mm-hmm. but on the left, it's like carbon capture pipelines stuff. are. Yeah, it's it's a, a band-aid solution that's basically like I I feel it's like basically we're going to keep drilling oil, we're going to keep take, taking fossil fuels out of the ground, but we're going to make it better and less environmentally damaging by trying to capture the carbon that uh the carbon dioxide that is being used. And then there's also like you know, they want to take the carbon out of the air uh, or, you know, whatever industrial facilities and put it under the ground. But there's a lot of things where they're trying to basically use it to keep fracking. So, like, obviously, you like push yep. carbon dioxide underground. Some other stuff's going to squirt out elsewhere. So, <laughs> it, it's being heavily supported by, you know, oil and fossil fuel industries for a reason. Right. And those, a, those are like the main people pushing it. That was a great point that he made was, uh, you know, they're trying to sell this idea to the public, these carbon capture pipelines as a uh, climate change mitigation strategy. And this is being pushed by these corporate interests that do not give a shit about climate change. Mm -hmm. And are getting waivers and permits from the government to do it. Yeah. This is, this is not making the situation better. It's making it worse so that they can continue to generate more and more profits at the expense of the rest of us. Yeah. It reminds me of the ethanol thing, same same sort of thing, where it's just like you can spin it in a positive way, but it really is just furthering our dependence on on fossil fuels. Right, and I think I mentioned this on the the other episode we did, but as we were sitting at the soapbox, directly to our right, across across the the way there was the Farm Bureau tent. Mm-hmm. So the son of a, a murdered Kennedy is on on the stage in full view of the Farm Bureau, calling them out, calling out Bruce Rastetter by name. Mm-hmm. He's, just da- he's just daring people. He, he knows the sniper dots are on him. <laughs> <laughs> RFK wants to be a martyr, dude. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, he's really, he's, he's just touching those third rails. <laughs> yeah. Both hands just grabbing I, on, not I letting go. To, I have to respect him on some level. Like, some of this yeah. is cool. Yeah, and it there it is fucking corrupt. I mean, similar to I mean, Marianne kind of hit on a lot of the same stuff about you know legalized bribery. Um, yeah, she did, but he was like, but not specifically like he this. was digging deeper. Yeah, yeah, and an issue that specifically affects Iowans in yeah, particular, ge- geographically very focused. And he knew what the fuck he was talking about. Like it, it came across completely genuine. Like he had actually learned about this. Somebody coached him well. <laughs> Dennis Kucinich, man. That's right. <laughs> we were sitting there, and I looked to my left, and I was like, dude, is that Dennis Kucinich over there? Because we, mm-hmm. you know, we know that Kucinich works for his campaign, but he was there. He was off to mm-hmm. the side. I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. And I thought that would be mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, cool. We just saw Dennis Kucinich. But it got even better. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby called Dennis Kucinich up on stage. I call him Bobby because, like, I think I really like they him were now. Just, People were chanting <laughs> Bobby when he, when he first came out on stage. Yeah. I don't know what their angle was. 
<laughs> it was weird. There's well, some weird people at the RFK event. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, these are the people that have these like strong uh, memories of the Kennedys from when they were kids, I think. Yeah. And that's I think that's where the Bobby thing comes from too is that he's he's leaning into that. Like mm-hmm. the edit, the editor of the register who introduced him, right when she brought him out on stage, she said she called him Bobby that time. And I think he probably asked her to do that. Mm-hmm. Or she is one of those Kennedy nostalgia people. <laughs> I was looking at her face during Marianne and, and RFK, and I don't think she was very pleased with what yeah. they were saying. <laughs> you think she's she's a Biden bro? I, well, I mean, you know what we know what the media is about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay, he brought Dennis Kucinich out on stage. We all we were screaming. The the crowds love Dennis Kucinich. We all <laughs> shout our admiration for him. <laughs> Dennis, <laughs> best presidential candidate of the 2000s. <laughs> but uh, Dennis came up on stage and remained utterly silent in front of us. But he did, Robert Bobby did uh, <laughs> refer to, he's like, I'm going to bring out, I'm going to bring out Dennis Kucinich on stage um to show you something he's going to be my vanna white yeah yeah (laughs) he turned over the letters uh no but he was holding a map of iowa showing us where the carbon pipelines go and Mm -hmm. uh yeah dennis was just like he's basically uh, an easel for bobby (laughs) uh just holding the the uh visual aid for us all I got a really good picture of the, them two and the two security guards. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, we can use that as the episode art so people can yeah. see what we're talking about. But yeah, he was going off on the carbon capture. He was talking about how uh, it's like pretty much unproven technology. They've tried it in some instances where it's like it cannot scale very well. They're only capturing like 2 to 3% of the carbon that's coming out of these uh, places. Yeah, um, He talked about the pop possibility of ruptures which have happened in the past and how uh you know like people will literally suffocate to death livestock yeah, will suffocate to death the cars can't drive because yeah. it's like just carbon dioxide um it's just gonna choke choke everything yeah yeah and and that, that has happened in other instances yeah they're, they're lying to the public about what can happen with these it, it was also interesting to see i mean i i think i you know like the looking at the where the pipelines are going to go it's pretty much avoids all heavily populated areas so like it Mm -hmm. cuts in between any major cities in iowa as far as i could see yeah yeah um yeah while you were saying those percentages uh, it made me remember you you remember how like when bernie hit the national scene a big joke about him was like one percent of one percent of ten percent top one tenth of one percent uh, that was a big joke. Like how much he talks about numbers in his mm-hmm. stump speech. This was more numbers than that. I think <laughs> the dude was giving us all the figures. <laughs> yeah, and I, I wouldn't call him a compelling speaker. Um, he's got you know his uh, issue with his vocal cords and whatnot. But I right. mean, that honestly, he came across as genuine. Yeah, his, his like, like weird sort of throat situation. Whatever caused that, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but. I thought that would be more uh, inhibiting than it actually was. Like, yeah, he gets through it just fine. Yeah, uh, I I should have said this before when he was calling out Bruce Rastetter by name. He did fuck up the pronunciation of Rastetter many many times 
in many different yeah, ways. <laughs> and once it's he referred one. to him as Mr. Bruce to avoid having to say the last <laughs> name again. I think my favorite moment, my favorite like funny thing that happened during RFK was uh, the first time he mentioned that his uncle was the president. One person <laughs> in the crowd was like, Woo! <laughs> Remember JFK? <laughs> they still love him. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's probably like the last best president we've had. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say because they're all so so evil, you know. Mm-hmm. JFK included. I mean, you know, there's a there's a reason this the CIA killed him, but. You know, up to that point, like, you know, he was he was doing anti-communism, imperialist stuff. Yeah. He just didn't do uh, enough of it for their liking. Right, right. RFK Jr. did hit on some anti-communism stuff, too. Yes, yes indeed. He uh, he visited Poland with his father as a young a young boy. And the the victims of communism, the people living under communism, actually loved rfk and they loved america and they loved the kennedy family because jfk so studiously avoided going to war with the soviet union and the soviet citizens knew that and they loved him for it mm. i don't know it sounds like maybe a simplification of of american and world history <laughs> yeah wonder what rfk has had to say about ukraine i assume he's probably a pull up pull it out in the war he did he did say, talk about that a bit at the soapbox, um, in my notes, I have uh, mentioned that all of the all of the Ukraine aid. It may sound like we are sending money to the people of Ukraine who need help, but really, all that money is ending up in the hands of U.S. weapons manufacturers, which are all owned mm-hmm. by groups like BlackRock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, and then yeah, I think he is pro negotiating uh, a peace agreement, which yeah. is like apparently. It's not a cool thing to do. That's a Republican be, position. Yeah, that's a Republican convention uh, <laughs> position. It's ridiculous. This is a just cause type of war. Well, uh, as he concluded his soapbox remarks, uh, he did not take any audience questions. And there was a man directly behind to our right who was really mad about that. And he was yelling at RFK, Why aren't you taking questions, you coward? What are you afraid of? <laughs> and I got mad. I, I had to defend my man, Bobby. And I yelled back, he's afraid of you. <laughs> I was yeah, trying to I don't even know what that guy's angle was. Like, I don't know what his deal was at all. What he was even wanting to ask about. Yeah. He didn't tell me. I think I, I was a little too aggro with him. <laughs> we should have tried to interview him or something. <laughs> yeah, we should have, actually. Um, My bad. My bad. I scared him. <laughs> there's also the the no labels. There's a no labels <laughs> like lady who yeah. was right before Bobby spoke. She was talking to a guy right behind us. And then she actually noticed Natalie's shirt and asked her about it because mm-hmm. the sleeve that said, I'd rather have go on my face was visible. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had to explain the story behind the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Go back and listen to the last Christmas episode of Rock Hard Caucus. If, if you don't know about the Raygun uh, test print shirt that Evan mm-hmm. got for Natalie, it's 
one of the most chaotic and insane t-shirts a person and Ellie's whole vibe was hilarious because she had the ron DeSantis fan she had the wtf hat that she got from or that you got her for binkley and <laughs> yeah. then she had the the ray gun test print shirt and also like a backpack that had like uh oh, like rainbow, rainbow straps, straps yeah. on it yeah 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 it's she's, she's hard to pin down you know very confusing she's sort of like um an undecided voter I think that's yeah. That's the costume she had on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there was something I forgot to say about uh, Binkley. So he took audience questions, and uh, somebody asked him to go on their podcast, and he agreed. <laughs> so I, I might go on his website and try to follow up and see if see if I can trick him into coming on to our show. He's he's so boring. He wouldn't even be fun. It's like. <laughs> there's nothing even fun to troll him about yeah i'm gonna go to the trouble of like getting a presidential candidate to get on <laughs> zoom with us and then i yeah I end up scrapping it because it's like so fucking boring it's just gonna be <laughs> awkward and boring <laughs> yeah yeah well that uh is all of the candidates that we saw over the past couple of days um how do you feel at the end of this evan um very tired very tired very confused disoriented um exhausted I don't know what I believe anymore. Yeah, it all kinds of blends together at a certain point. It was good the definitely seeing the Democrats yesterday was uh a nice bit of refreshing change versus right, hearing all of the Republicans where it, like literally the shit that they're saying just blends together for the most part. Literally the only one that sticks out to us at all is is Vivek. Vivek. Yes. Vivek. <laughs> Yeah, and they're all Ramaswamy saying... Ramaswamy-mentum is real. It is. It is. I I was a skeptic going into this, but that dude is going places, I think, and we need to be afraid of Vivek. Mm-hmm. And, and I, so, the, I feel like we've been desensitized a bit after hearing all these awful people saying all these awful things. I had a conversation with Natalie yesterday while we were, you know, getting food and just hanging out a bit. It is appalling how how mainstream transphobia has become as a major issue for this party Mm -hmm. it's so unnecessary and just wrong (laughs) like maybe this is just i don't know maybe this is obvious to say but it's like even if you even if you don't understand or you feel uncomfortable with the the way someone lives differently than you to immediately respond with just like hatred and mockery not only that but to make that like a major part of your personality is disgusting and should be a common decent people should be repulsed by this and yeah. people like vivek are making that a cool thing to say in public to large groups of people and that sucks yeah i mean not just it's all of them like I, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. every every single candidate had something to say on that topic, and I mean, I guess the hope is that people will f- and do find it disgusting. Um, I don't know what the odds are on that. I do have seen some polls and and such that it is um, unappealing to most voters. Yeah, but then when it comes down to it. I don't know. There's a lot of people who prioritize who it just won't matter to them because they care about, you know, like their tax rate. They work for their self-interest regardless of the social issues. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they can easily... I mean, and it kind of works that they can just be like, well, it's like a, a small portion of the, the population or whatever. And like, Right, it's an easy it scapegoat, you know? Yeah, they don't have, it is, they don't have enough and they don't power. they don't have experience people don't have experience like talking to trans people i mean no i mean some people do obviously but yeah it just it's something that is i think for a lot of people something that they find like very uh out of the norm and, and right like, it's, it's sort of an unknown alien it's, it's a new concept to you and so it's easy to to take advantage of someone and turn that turn that uh uneasiness into fear and and hatred yeah for sure it's it's it is sad and disturbing and yeah i hope it hope it backfires yeah i mean it, it has uh i mean some people's analysis of the 2022 midterms is that it did backfire nationally mm-hmm. in, in in a lot of ways but well, uh Unfortunately, here it does not seem to have a negative effect on the Republicans. Right, but I, I will say that none of the—I don't remember hearing any questions or any of the people we spoke to or any of the people we overheard talking about that as an issue that was important to them. There was no yeah. questions about gender ideology that I can even remember. Yeah. So maybe that's a silver lining. You know, I don't—I don't know. I don't know the kind of people who show up to these events. I kind of figured there'd yeah. be. Some, some, I mean, there's plenty of kooks, but I kind of figured that there'd be some, like, real, like, I mean, they had all the moms for liberty people and stuff. Yeah. But I, I expected more confrontation. I expected more heckling. I expected more Trump supporters uh, giving other candidates a hard time. I and did there really read, wasn't much of that. Yeah, it didn't happen around us, at least, but I did see a news story today about uh, a shouting match between a group of ron bros and uh trump trump tyrants let's call i don't know we'll use that <laughs> so that there was some yelling i guess but we missed the the major action yesterday because we just had to mm-hmm. see marianne and bobby yeah the, the yeah. big trump event was happening during those last two soapbox events but we didn't know where the yeah. fuck anything was happening yeah so. we didn't know what was going on and it would have been probably a a massive clusterfuck. I mean, it yeah. was a massive clusterfuck, and I'm kind of glad we missed out on it. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we definitely made the right choice keeping our good seats for Bobby. Oh, for sure, that was yeah, probably the highlight of yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, you know, things to take away: fear, Vivek, cheer on Bobby to an extent. Uh, <laughs> So uh, let's let's end on something a little more fun. Uh, I have good news. We got a piece of mail in the Rock Hard Caucus P.O. Box. If you would like to send us a piece of physical mail, uh, the address is P.O. Box 5336 in Coralville, Iowa, 52241. The P.O. Box is 5336. And here we got a letter from our good friend, State Auditor Rob Sand. He was probably at the fair, but we didn't see him. I saw a booth. Yeah, that I was, was thinking that auditor, too. But yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we saw the Iowa Democrat booth um, at the Varied <laughs> Industries building. This is a guy who blocked me on Twitter for simply retweeting. He was uh, there. him. <laughs> he was there. He's yeah. the co-chair of the uh, Iowa Democratic Party. If you're interested in checking him out, but he's kind of a funny, funny fellow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a state auditor booth in the Varied Industries building, but Rob was not there, unfortunately, for us. Mm. I didn't see that. Interesting. This is a letter he sent us. We did. See, oh, shit. 
before we get off the fair, uh, we saw a guy in a Todd Halber shirt when we were leaving. We did. We were walking. <laughs> it was we were walking uh, back to the car. And yeah. he was not in the fairgrounds. He, but he was wearing a Todd Halber shirt. And we were like, "Man, maybe he actually did run a campaign." But then I was like, "No, probably he's just related to him." <laughs> yeah, that was that was his campaign manager, actually. <laughs> or he ran before, didn't he? Maybe it's an old shirt. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I, I might be wrong. Okay, well, uh, anyway, it's friend, very odd. <laughs> our friend Rob kicked Todd Halber's ass last year. And yeah, uh, fuck Todd Halber. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck auditors in general. <laughs> How dare you look at my money, bitch? Uh, all right. Rob has called in a few times. And um, a, a nice thing he does for us is that he uses his real voice when he calls in. Uh, if you've ever seen a, like a video on his Twitter or his, his Instagram or whatever, he sort I of. I saw one today. He affects kind of like a deeper, uh, more like a, he's trying to sound cool. Yeah, when his voice is deeper than you might expect. When he's doing but the pu- public facing thing. Not when he calls in our podcast, obviously, but when he's, he's you know trying yeah. to do official business. Let's just guard uh, down I, I a got bit a, with um, I got an Instagram ad, a video Instagram ad uh, with Rob talking into a camera very sincerely, <laughs> um, soliciting donations because you know partisan insiders are attacking the state auditor's office and, and uh, preventing him from doing his job. Which I'm not sure how donating money to his campaign, whatever chest is like, really gonna help him do his job. Um, Couldn't I think hurt. he might. I think he might have aspirations for a higher office than than state auditor. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way to undo the damage is for him to become governor and then reverse the law that limits the auditor's power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Anyway, I'm gonna do my best to. Uh, do an impression of our friend Rob while I read this letter he sent us. <laughs> Hello, Rock Harders. It's me, your favorite guest caller and fifth chair. There's uh, four quotation marks around fifth chair. State Auditor Rob Sand. There's a whole bunch of exclamation points on this, too. So I'm trying to... <laughs> All caps, put, also. Yeah, I'm trying to put the enthusiasm in my voice, too. <laughs> Don't worry about the joke. I'm just having a good old-fashioned LOL with you. In this scenario, LOL stands for laugh out loud. I just thought I would send this little care package to my favorite politically moderate podcast as a thank you for letting me call in and preach the gospel of auditing and political moderation. Two of my favorite things. My third favorite thing, shooting a deer in the head with a crossbow. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next time you all are in the neighborhood, we can go hunting. It's a thing I do all the time and for normal reasons. But I'm getting ahead of myself. My gift to the four of you is personalized with a nice little message. You can keep it next to your bedside table or you can sell it. Maybe hold on until my 99, wow, so many, another LOL here, county tour is up, (laughs) and I make a certain announcement, (laughs) teehee. I'm sure the signature of Iowa's only Democrat is important and valuable, just like my services. And hey, for serious, your wonderful podcast, toodles! 
And then he sent us uh, autographed uh, headshots. <laughs> a photo of him with a, a Culver's curd burger. We each got a copy mm. of that. I gave you yours while I was in Des Moines, and I gave Natalie hers as yes. well. Uh, yes. Wh- and there's a p- personal message for all of us. Wh- what did yours say? Do you remember? Do you have it there? Um, I do. It says, Evan, wow, there's a cool fellow. <laughs> then his autograph and yeah i don't know if i'm cool or not probably not yeah we're, we're a lot i, like I appreciate Stewart. it rob thank you for yeah thank you <laughs> i think i think you couldn't hear me say that but i did say i said we're not cool either uh rick um <laughs> yeah. but yeah thank you for writing in rob thank you for the autograph picture absolutely thinking yeah. i might frame it yeah you, you might. may see it in the background of my zoom from now on back here mm-hmm. uh mine says justin wow so good at podcasting uh, Natalie, unfortunately, I forget what yours said, but it was you know a nice message from Rob, our friend. Uh, and then I'll, I'll probably drive this over to Stella's house later this week. Uh, Stella, wow, I have a great admiration for beagles as well. It's a joke because she is a uh, Basset Hound fan. So he said the wrong dog breed. Aww. I'm sure that that was another. Um, a, it was a it was an LOL from Rob. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure Stella likes beagles, too. Yeah, uh, I do greatly appreciate the message, Rob. Uh, I do have one correction. You called yourself the fifth chair of Rock Hard Caucus. Uh, you actually would be the sixth. Uh, I know that he doesn't make appearances very often anymore, but Chuck, our friend Chuck, of course, is uh, one of the the five members of the Rock Hard Caucus, the five core members. And so, Rob, I'm sorry, you are actually designated sixth chair. Yes, but he's welcome back. Absolutely. Anytime, Sam. It's an open invitation. Yeah. Well, again, uh, if you would like to send us a nice little letter like that, maybe maybe send us an autographed picture of yourself, too. I mean, I'll, I'll take any of any of those. <laughs> if you like the show, I, I, I'd be glad to have a picture of you. Uh, P.O. Box 5336, Coralville, Iowa, 52241. Uh, if you don't want to mail something, you could also call us, 319-849-8733. And uh, I think that's about all we had for tonight, right? That's about it. Yeah. Uh, stay subscribed to the Rock Hard Caucus feed. Uh, I will be releasing an episode of I Hear I See Radio with the band Haploid on this feed sometime soon. Look out for that. Uh, yeah, we may also be making a may also be making a guest appearance on another podcast sometime soon. So just <laughs> yep. we should probably keep quiet about the details, but uh, mm-hmm. get excited about that cryptic message, everyone. Thanks as always for listening, and goodbye from Rock Hard Caucus. Thank you. Time's up. Oh, the flowers. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. So, so mad, but he won't give up.